0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Melanation Illumination, the podcast where you learn how to illuminate your melanated life. I'm your host, Amara P., and today we are discussing triggers. Hashtag Triggered has over 8.7 million posts on Instagram. The posts range from memes to posts about some very serious subjects, such as addictions and PTSD. In general, though, people seem to complain about being triggered. And I actually think that we can and should reframe how we view and experience our triggers, as there is some real value to be found in them. They tell us a lot about ourselves and what we are currently continuing to and haven't yet worked through in our own personal development. The triggers I want to discuss today are the ones that come up in our daily lives within our relationships familial, friendly, romantic, and otherwise. So, what is a trigger exactly? In the dictionary, there's a definition of what's called an emotional trigger, and it states that triggers are things such as memories, objects, and people that spark intense negative emotions. This change in emotions can be abrupt, and in most cases, it will feel more severe than what the trigger would logically call for. Let's name a few examples of these triggers. Your mom says that thing that gets right under your skin. She's criticizing you again. Your older sister always acts so self-righteous and like she has all the answers. You absolutely cannot stand when that co-worker speaks during staff meetings. Why do we have such strong reactions to these kinds of circumstances? When this happens, you have found a trigger. It's that thing that really irks you and can completely change your mood or ruin your day. It's that thing that can cause you to self-sabotage, that thing that will stunt your emotional and spiritual growth if you let it. However, what if this trigger is actually a gift? There's a saying that says, if you spot it, you got it. Another way of saying that is, if you recognize it in someone else, it's because there's a resonance there. There's an energetic alignment there, whether good, bad, or indifferent. Almost like a mirror. Because if there was no resonance or no reflection back, then you wouldn't be affected by this other person's words or actions. This trigger is actually the outer manifestation of an inner issue. And your soul has lovingly set this up as a way for you to look inside and deal with it. So that thing your mom said is probably at least partially true, or you believe that it's true. That self-righteousness you recognize in your sister, you got that too. That co-worker you cannot stand, you both are probably more alike than you realize. So sorry, I didn't mean to trigger you like that, but let's keep going. So what can we do about our triggers? Ignoring them doesn't work. Otherwise, we wouldn't get triggered by the same things over and over again. What if instead we did some exploration around this trigger? What if we tried to get to the bottom of the trigger and figure out what conditionings are running the show? What internal thoughts are in the background of our day-to-day lives? What we believe about ourselves that are resulting in this trigger? I don't intend to imply that this kind of work is easy. There's a name for this kind of inner work, which I think shows that this work is hard, shadow work. It's the work we do to dig deep to find out why we are the way that we are, why we react the way we do, why we behave the way we do, why we think the way we do, especially when we think about the negative aspects of all of these things. I have some suggestions to help you get started on this shadow work to help you manage and eventually heal your triggers. Number one, notice. If you can, when you notice the spiral of thoughts that accompany a trigger, see if you can simply notice what your mind does. Notice the cascade of thoughts that occur and the actions you feel like you want to take. Do you want to get back at this person who triggered you? Do you hurl negative curses at them in your mind for our more introverted folks, me included? Do you call up a friend or confidant to vent about this person or situation? Do you criticize, judge, blame, whether the other person and yourself? Are you jealous, angry, doubtful, and self-pity? Then, What does your mind want to do when these triggers happen? You can literally do this noticing in the moment or if needed, take some time later in the day or in a few days to journal about it or talk with a therapist or loved one who will hold you accountable. Number two, question. After noticing, it's important to start questioning a key component of this shadow work. A question to ask yourself is, what in myself am I avoiding by focusing externally on this situation or person? In my experience, I find that a lot of the time when we find fault with someone or a system or a thing, we are giving our power away, even if in small ways. Instead, what inside of you needs attention? What needs more of your love? What core belief is under this feeling? You may realize that your annoyance with that coworker may actually be rooted in some jealousy. It happens to all of us, me included. Maybe you have some anger or sadness with yourself for feeling like you haven't accomplished as much as you wanted to in your career. But with doing this shadow work, you now have a starting point from where you can begin to problem solve how you can improve your situation. For example, with the job issue, it might be professional development or mentoring, classes, or simply talking with your boss about your progress and development. Number three, radical compassion. Practice seeing yourself in other people, even and especially those that you cannot stand. What this does is you practice this is this allows you to develop more compassion for others and yourself by default and be able to see past their behaviors and more deeply into their own struggles because now there's a different resonance there, one of compassion instead of triggering because you understand their feelings because you too have felt that way. For example, you begin to see the self-doubt in your know-it-all sister. You understand your mother's fear of you making the same mistakes she did through her criticism of you. As a result, you are now able to depersonalize the things that triggered you so strongly before and begin to realize that people's behavior often has more to do with themselves and their own feelings and issues than it ever really did with you, which is now a freeing realization. You can then meet these relationships with love because of your extension of compassion, which improves your relationships. Number four, radical responsibility. Be accountable for your reactions and emotions, point blank, period. This is much easier to do once you have done the work of figuring out your internal landscape that resulted in the trigger in the first place. I have a friend that says that people give the devil way too much credit, and I think this is true in many regards. It becomes easy and a cop-out. To continue to place blame for our emotions and triggers on other people and outer circumstances. Instead, we need to take responsibility for our own peace, our own grace, our own ease, our own reactions. When we do this, we take our power back. People are unable to trigger us as easily or maybe don't trigger us at all. Radical acceptance number five. This is something new for me that I came up with this past summer in 2021 in some of my closest relationships. We are human and there will always be things that people do or say just because that's just part of their blueprint. Not to mention we each have those things as well. Just accept it unconditionally. If the behavior is not harmful to you or to the other person in any way, then make a decision to overlook it and learn to live with it. And continue to be loving towards that person and yourself. Number six, remind. Lastly, be honest with yourself about your shadow thoughts and fears and remind yourself of what is true. It can be helpful to state or write facts in response to your fears to help you realize them, or at least not hold on to them as tightly. As I close, if I could leave you with a final thought, it would be to reframe your interpretations of what your triggers are. Actually, they're gifts. Our souls love us so much that they set up mirrors all around for us to work through our deepest shadows, so we can truly become our best selves. Be kind and gentle with yourself and happy healing.